Uh, you may notice that the title to my message today is The Secret to Life. Anybody interested? <laughs> Secret to Life. It's not green smoothies, I'm just saying. It's not green smoothies. It's not cheeseburgers either, but although they're pretty good, amen? For uh, centuries, people have been searching for the fountain of youth. I mean, movies have been made about the Holy Grail and drink from the Holy Grail and you'll live forever and maintain your youth. I mean, everyone wants to find the secret of life and wants to find the fountain of youth. That whole idea of the fountain of youth is, is vigor and strength and energy. You know, I just put in a, uh, a boardwalk, sidewalk at my house and I had to dig out the sod and then dig out the soil four inches deep and because of the way my house is situated can't really get the truck back in there so I had to dig out dig it out and put it in a, a big wagon that I got and then wagon it over to the truck and then dig it out of the wagon to put it in the truck and then after about five or six loads of that take the truck to the uh, local dump area and then uh, unload all that stuff and so it took me about three days just to cut the sod out, which was a lot of work, y'all. Would somebody just go, aw? It was a lot of work. And I felt it, let me tell you. And then we had a bunch of rain, and, and I couldn't work in there. And so then the rain quit. Now I had to go dig out all that soil and four inches deep. And so I dug out all that soil and went through the same process again you're catching on. And uh, so I, I had this, my back of my truck was just loaded with soil, dirt, and I took that up to the landfill. And I got about halfway through shoveling that out, and my right arm just went up into a little cramp. You know, you ever get, you ever get a cramp? Anybody ever? Get, and, oh, stop it now. You can stop it now. And so, but my point was, uh, you know, we're talking about the fountain of youth, right? So I sat there on the edge of my truck for a couple of minutes, and I said to Diane later, I, I said, you know, I think I said it something like this, I hate to admit it, but this is the first time I've ever said, I'm too old to shovel dirt like this. <laughs> oh, I am preaching for an hour. <laughs> you keep that up. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I felt it. I mean, um, our, our minds think we can do more sometimes. Can I get a witness from anyone over 60? Our minds think we can do more than we can, and then when we get out there and do it, our bodies pay for it in ridiculous fashion. Okay, you can stop now. <laughs> and so I'm out there finishing up the last couple of boards on uh, Friday, and I'm down on my hands and knees, you know, and I work until I get charlie horses in my hamstrings. And Thank you. That was actually a moment. To, and uh, I'm down there on my hands and knees doing it, and the UPS guy comes by, and he, he starts to hand me my package, and I'm not getting up. <laughs> I mean, I can't get up. That's all there's to it. And I said, just set it on the step. And he, he comes over, puts his hand on my shoulder, and says, you're almost there. You can see the light to the end of the tunnel. I went, yes, I can. And praise God, it's done. It's all that to say, we're all looking to feel younger and to feel more life and more exuberance and as we grow older it's all up here <laughs> it's all in your head you know what i'm saying until after you've dug out uh, yards of dirt but 
So today, I want to share with you a secret to spiritual life. No matter what happens in life, the body is going to continue to grow older, and next year at 64, uh, I probably won't be shoveling that much dirt. You know what I'm saying? Every year, that will become more difficult and more difficult. But our, our spirit man inside of us also goes through those times where he or she is weak and beat down from the labor of spiritual sod and soil and shoveling and the, the effort that comes from it. You get spiritual charlie horses and everything else and you're just weary of it. There's something that we can have in the spirits. I can never drink an elixir that will make me 30 again. Amen? That can't, that's not available. But I can have a spiritual elixir that will make me fresh and brand new every day of my life. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22 says this. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Here you go. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. All of our Believer School of Excellence students have taken a journey that was far more than just foundations for Christian growth or God's plan for Christian service, but was a real journey to continually have the elixir of life, the secret to life, available to them at all times. This text tells us that life comes through God's Word. It's an, it's an, admin, it's an admonishment to study the Word of God daily. I don't know that this is the case, but it's very possible that there's some Believer School of Excellence students that once Believer School was over, there was probably a great deal of them that continued the journey and the practice regularly. But there may have been one or two maybe who said, oh, I'm done. I'm done shoveling. I'll just sit on the deck now and look at the boardwalk and admire my work. Well, spiritually, I hope you get the spiritual connotation that I'm putting there. We can no longer, spiritually, we can't sit on the deck and admire our work. We got to get back out there and work again and keep doing it. And it's an admonishment. This is an admonishment to study the Word of God daily. It's an instruction to get the Word of God embedded in our heart. And not just a message that happens once a week for 30 minutes that not even the average person remembers less than 20% of that message. Many people forget most of what they've heard before they ever hit the door. It's not because people are stupid. It's just the retention of our brain and all the other things that we got going on. Come on, y'all. I can leave my recliner. I have something I got to go. I got to go back to the other room and, and get something. I know what it is. I don't know. Let's just say I, I got to go get my chapstick out of my little bag in the back room. So I get up out of my recliner and down the hall. We're not talking 35 or 40 feet. Down the hallway, I, I'm walking. What, what, am I, what am I getting? What am I after? I know I'm after something. I got up out of my chair. Oh, I walk into the bedroom, and I look around. I see the blue bag right there, and I 
well, I guess I got to go back to the seat of recollection, you know. (laughs) Can I get a witness for somebody? So we don't remember, and that's a part of what this is all about too, y'all, is to help you. The Word of God is health and life, and it is the secret to life. Number one on your paper, the written Word is given to reveal the living Word, Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus came to bring us life, and not just life, but he came to bring us life more abundantly. That's what it teaches us, what he teaches us in John chapter 10, verse 10, where he says, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Our main text today said, attend unto my words, the Lord says, and incline your ear to my sayings. That anytime you hear something about God, you should be leaning in to hear what is being said. And if we want to walk in the fullness of life, we've got to give God's word our undivided attention. And it deserves more attention than just a Sunday dosage. Amen. We need to listen to what God is saying, and if we'll do that, if we'll believe it, and if we'll accept it, his word will work for us. The reason that the word is not working for a lot of people is they're banking on their 30-minute feeding on Sunday. That's what this is. This is a, right now is a 30-minute, well, for Steve, an hour feeding Feed the sheep. I'm feeding the sheep. This is your feeding time to feed on the Word of God. And hopefully there's not any of you in the back uh, doing Facebook while I'm serving lunch. Don't know where that came from. I just felt like saying it. Number two, no one can ever know the true life or true freedom without knowing God's word, without a foundation. And this is what Believer School of Excellence brings and what it has given all these students that you just saw celebrated. What the word of God brings is life and freedom. And you cannot have true freedom and true life without knowing the word of God. If you have freedom and life without knowing the word of God, it's very temporary. Because when life comes along and slaps you upside the head, you don't have nothing to bank on and nothing to fall back on. And I will tell you right now, every one of these Believer School of Excellence students have something to fall back on. They have a foundation to reach for when life comes and tries to bulldoze them over. John 17, 17 says, thy word is truth. John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There is no truth outside of the truth of God's word. You're not going to get your truth on Fox News or on CNN or on any of the others. You're not going to get your truth there. You're not going to get your truth on Facebook. I I got a Facebook problem this morning, I guess. I don't know. 
You begin to know Jesus personally the moment that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. That goes without saying. But you never truly know him without knowing what's written in the word of God. You cannot know the Lord well without knowing what is written in the word of God. This book is critically important to every believer of Jesus Christ. Anyone who calls themselves a disciple of Jesus Christ, you cannot be one and not know this book. Now, will we ever know it all? Only the know-it-alls. The rest of us will not. Because the know-it-alls know it even though they haven't read it. <clears throat> Most of us try to understand God through our feelings and what we may experience in our feelings. But Smith Wigglesworth, how many of you have ever heard the name Smith Wigglesworth? Yeah, a lot of people. He said this, I cannot understand God by feelings. I cannot understand the Lord Jesus Christ by feelings. I understand God. I understand the Lord Jesus through the word. He is everything. His word says that he is. Get acquainted with God through the word. Get acquainted with the Lord Jesus through the word. Words of Smith Wigglesworth. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, living the life you were born to live, the end run of that is that you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And the full end run of that is that you're not just a disciple showing up at church. You're a disciple spreading the message. You can't do that and not know this. Proverbs 4.21, let my words not depart from your eyes. What does that mean? It's a four-letter word that most people do not like. Read. And some of the guys go, well, I can't seem to find a Bible with pictures in it. Except for the forge men, they're not like that, are they, Dale? No. We're supposed to keep our eyes fixed on him. And we can only know him through his word. You're not going to know him through me. I'm going to introduce you to some things about Christ. And I'm going to serve you a meal every Sunday here in the word of God. But you're the one that has to go out and digest that word and have it to bear fruit in your life. I'm not the fruit bearer for you. I have to be a fruit bearer for myself. But a lot of people, this is the word they get, and that's it. They walk out, and the word falls by the wayside, and what they've heard. Not this church, of course, because this is the holy of holy churches, filled with perfect people of every sort of imperfection. And <laughs> the more we feed on this, and the more we nourish ourselves with this, through classes like Foundations for Christian Growth or classes like uh, God's Plan for Christian Service or the upcoming one in the fall with discipleship training, the more we do that, the more real Jesus becomes to us. And the more real that Jesus becomes to you, becomes to you, the greater you walk that out in your everyday life and become a light in the darkness to all the other people around you. Can I get an Amen. Well, let's talk about healing for a minute. When it comes to healing, we got to fix our eyes on Jesus. Now, listen, I know I, I have a doctor at the VA, and he gives me certain medicines that 
that I take. So there's not a lack of faith in that. But I can't fix my eyes on Dr. Malloy. All right? He's not my healer. He's just my doctor. Are you with me? So i got to fix my eyes on Jesus. i got to focus on the Lord. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for all of us in our lifetime to lose focus, to lose concentration on what thus saith the Lord. And we're going to have ample opportunity to lose sight of his word because we're considering our situations against what is being said in the word. And sometimes our situations seem a lot stronger in our life than what the word seems. This situation is happening. The word doesn't seem to be working. Can I get a witness from somebody? We've all been there, but we need to grab ourselves by the scruff of the neck and we need to just shout out two words. Consider not. Thank you. One person got it. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4, 19 through 21 is a story about Abraham uh, relayed by the Apostle Paul. It says, Abraham considered not his own body now dead because, you know, he was 100 years old, okay? And his wife, what, 98, I think? Abraham considered not his own body now dead nor the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, check it out, being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform it. Abraham did not even consider the fact that he was beyond, and Sarah, his wife, were beyond the years of childbearing. They were past that. He didn't consider that. He, the thing he considered was what the Word said, what God said. We have a tendency in our frail humanity to consider more what we're feeling, to consider more the situation that we're in, to consider more the circumstance that we're in, instead of considering not that and considering, yes, this. And I know that is time for a moment of silence because it's not that easy to do, except for those who are acquainted with it, for those who spend their time in it, those who are daily searching it, those who are feeding on it all the time, are more equipped to have a successful walk through the situations and the circumstances that will take your consider not away from you. Are you all understanding what I'm saying to you today? Abraham's physical senses told him, of course told him, just like my physical senses sitting in the back of that truck the other day with a shovel in my hand and my right arm all up like this in a Charlie horse. Uh, you're too old to shovel dirt now, Lopez. Need to get a young guy. <laughs> you notice how my arm straightened right out when I said that. <laughs> Stretch forth thy hand. <laughs> but Abraham did not consider the fact that it was impossible for him to father a child at 100 years of age. He did not, and yet he considered not his own situation. He did not consider his own circumstances. But the only thing he considered was what God said. This is a part of the walk of discipleship. Our struggle in getting our healing comes when our body alarms us with persistent physical symptoms. Anybody join me by a raising of hand who would say, I have consistent physical symptoms that show that I am not healed physically. 
okay? See, there's a difference between the facts and the truth, all right? The facts are, medically, I have diabetes. The truth is, spiritually, that I do not. And so my journey has to get to that place where the facts and the truth become one. Are you with me? So I can't let that be the Lord of my life. I have to let this be the Lord of my life. And I'll do it until my body lines up with his word. And if I take my dying breath and it hasn't happened yet, I'll take my dying breath still believing what this says instead of what the report of the doctor says. Amen. Not because I'm great, because I'm not. You're just a dude. I was going to say like every one of you, but some of you are dudettes. <laughs> you know, I'm not like a dudette. I just promise you, there's no dudette in me. <laughs> and so we just got to say, I'm, I'm, Lord, I'm not going to consider what my body is telling me. I'm going to keep my mind off of it as much as I can. Now, I must consider what my body is telling me in terms of treating it. Amen? Because how many know it would be foolish presumption to not take my insulin? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and God, wanted, God will get this, this belong, my body belongs to God. And I, I will keep believing that spiritually at the cross of Calvary, my diabetes was nailed to the cross of Calvary, and I will keep marching that out all of my life. But I'm not going to be foolish and presumptive and, and, and be an idiot in terms of not treating it. I'm not, I'm not going to have a dozen donuts either. <coughs> Maybe one. Well, stop it. It was only one. Man, was it good. So even though at times it may seem difficult, uh, and appear that we're not making much progress, we got to keep praising him and we got to keep bringing him glory, even though it doesn't seem that we're making progress. Are you with me? The circumstances, the lack of progression in life will want to take your mind off of this and put your mind on that. And even though this is facts, it's happening, I got to consider not that but consider this amen and if i do everything in my life to weigh everything else in my life in the scales of this god will come through for me so consider not abraham didn't consider his body as being past the point of even having a child even sarah when she heard the promise giggled <laughs> yeah like right I haven't seen Abraham in a long time, y'all. <laughs> Number three, we got to consider not and consider him. Boy, I hope you walk away with this soundbite today. I'm going to consider not and consider him. I'm not going to consider that disease. I'm going to consider him. I'm not going to consider that marriage problem. I'm going to consider him. I'm not going to consider that problem with my kids. I'm going to consider him. I'm not going to consider that issue. I'm going to consider him. 
We've got to move from one to the other. We've got to consider not and consider him. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17 says, He took our infirmities and bore our sickness. God is interested in your physical health. He is interested in your spiritual health, but he is also interested, deeply interested in your physical health. People still continue the age-old quest to try to find the key to health. Well, I'm going to do this specific diet, and not not saying there's anything wrong with that, or take this specific vitamin, or do that specific acupuncture, or or go to this specific doctor who will do whatever. Uh, None of that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but we have put our faith in that. People still do that. Millions upon millions of dollars are spent every year in the quest for health and for life. Many people dedicate their entire life to trying to find the answer for their health. And again, there's nothing wrong with doing good things to take care of your health. Are you all hearing me? But my friends, God sent his son into this world as a revelation of his will his will, and he called his son his word, and he said, I have sent my word to heal their diseases. Word. Right there. So if you want to hear God, you've got to listen to Jesus. And you can't listen to Jesus just through the voice of a preacher. Nothing wrong with the voice of a preacher. It's a weekly pill call, spiritually. Spiritual pill call. That's all this is. It's an opportunity for you to receive a dosage of that which will help you live out your Christian life. But you need more than one dosage a week. (laughs) Can I get an amen? Amen. Kenneth Hagin, y'all remember Kenneth Hagin? Um, in fact, this church was founded uh, as a Rama church. Uh, Rama, founded by Dr. Kenneth Hagin, who's gone on to be with the Lord, written many, many books. Um, one of he was one of the greatest faith healers of the 20th century. Uh, he told a story about a sickness that he had at the age of 16, where he was suffering from a severe heart disease and also partial paralysis. The doctors had given him up to die, but something turned inside of him and told him that he would find his answer in a Bible that was sitting on a table nearby him. So he made a decision to never be without the Word of God. He consumed it. He read it during the day. He slept with it at night. His mind, this is important, His mind didn't fully understand it, but his heart believed it. That's an important critical statement in this message today. Dr. Kenneth Hagin, as a young boy, did not fully understand what he was reading in his mind, but his heart totally believed it. And not only did he, you know, and he was healed. He went on to live a long (laughs) life. A super long life as one of the great, greats in the kingdom of God. And he was eventually completely, utterly, totally healed. Not only did the Lord say that his word was life to those that would found it, that would find it, but he also said that it would be health for their body. 
Did you catch that? It's not only uh, life, but it's health. And he didn't say health for your spirit in this setting. He said health for your body. Can, can I get a witness? The more word that I consume, the less power sickness has over my body. The more word that you consume, the less sickness has any authority or power over your body. Less word, more ailment, spiritually and physically. More word, less ailment. Are you with me? Your choice. It's not my choice. I don't come home to force feed you. Number four, if you will feed on the word, it will feed your life. Some people have called me a skeptic of, of other Christians, and I really am not a skeptic of other Christians, but statistically, didn't even say that word very good. Statistically, most preachers can't say the word statistically. Um, there's not a lot of believers that are in-depth students of the Bible on a daily basis. Not a lot. There statistically are more believers, people who call themselves believers, who barely even read a single scripture as a devotional every day. If you were to look deeply in the statistics, you'll find that there's a lot of Christians that can't, don't even know where their Bibles are. It's true. I would, I would pray that that's not true of Resurrection Life Church, but we're not above any of that. We can be if I can get everybody to go to Believer School of Excellence now. That's a whole other story. If you'll feed on the Word, it will feed your life. John 6, 63, as I begin to wrap this up. Sorry, sorry Steve, I'm still going to go with 35 minutes this morning. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The Word of God is life and health. How many of y'all, uh, show of hands, how many of y'all take a vitamin every day? If you take a vitamin of some sort every single day, and, and why do you do that? Because you think that it will make you stronger, healthier, and better, right? Sure. How many of you eat more than one meal every day. Raise your hand if you eat more than one meal every day. Two meals. More than two meals every day. Three meals. Three meals or more every day. Four? Anybody eat four meals? Huh? Eight to ten? Now, isn't it amazing we won't miss that meal? but we'll miss our morning dosage. How many of you watch at least one TV show every evening? At least just one TV show. Raise your hands if you watch at least one TV show every evening. All right. How about three TV shows every evening? As I go up, more Christians are going to go, I ain't going to tell him the truth on that one. Isn't it amazing we'd give more time to that idiot box than this? Isn't that, that's amazing. How many of y'all uh, 
Better throw me my phone back. <laughs> Who's got my phone? I, I threw it to you. Did you sell it? <laughs> All right. I got another one right here. <laughs> that pretty girl, the old baby right there. Oh, no, I got your phone. Here you go, Steve. All right, now, I'm not beating nobody up. I'm, I'm causing all of us to make comparisons. The Bible says to examine yourself. So this isn't to beat anyone or bully anyone, but just to give a how, how many of you all face, uh, Facebook? Raise your hand if you're Facebook. All right. Play a game. And Facebook. Instagram, and Facebook, and play a game. I guarantee you, if I were to come get your phones right now to see how much screen time you have on that phone, that there's a good chance that it has the majority of your day. A real good chance. I know that because I check out my, my screen time app on here to keep myself adjusted. Because if I find that I've spent too much time playing golf clash, <laughs> come on, y'all. Golf clash. And I know that if I don't play, I will drop levels. <laughs> but if golf clash gets more time in my week, and this, something's wrong with this. All right? So I didn't examine you. I examined me in front of you. I'll go on and preach now because y'all are like, let's get it on. The word of God is life and health. And he said that when you find it, to keep it in the midst of your heart. And to keep it ever before your eyes. And to keep it on your lips. And that it would heal you. Psalm 107, 20. He sent his word and healed them. God's word in itself is healing to our bodies. Far more than that Vita shake in the morning. That's good, but it's not as good as this. Far more than that vitamin. Far more than that exercise, anything else. That's all good. Praise God. But you need this more than you need that. Tony, if you could get ready, we're going to bring this to a close. So we need to believe his word, and we need to take our medicine. Here's your medicine. I meant to bring in one of my medicine bottles. Because on my medicine bottle, there's a label. And on that label, it tells me how many of those pills that I'm supposed to take, however many times a day I'm supposed to take them, and at what time I'm supposed to take them, and in some cases, under which circumstance. For example, 30 minutes before a meal. Plenty of instructions right there on that little prescription bottle. And there are directions on God's prescription bottle as well. And one of them is attend to my words, the Lord says. The other is incline your ear to my sayings. 
Then it says, let them not depart from your eyes. And to keep them in the midst of your heart. This is important to you as a believer. Please do not take it for granted in any way, shape, or manner. Because you and I need regular dosages of God's word. And we need to start taking our medicine regularly every single day. Every day. God's word is powerful to heal us. God's word is powerful to give us life and health in our body. And his, his word is powerful to heal people. Can you say amen? amen? Exodus 23, 25. Worship the Lord and his blessings will be on your food and water. And I'll take away sickness from among you. That was great. Whatever note that was you just got there. Praise God. God is a healing God. Have you forgotten that? Well, maybe, maybe your physical situations have caused you to lose sight of how massive God's will is. Come on, I have to deal with it too, y'all. We all have to deal with it. There have been times that diabetes has sometimes gotten the upper hand on me because I have to deal with it every day in the morning and every day in the evening and every day again the next morning and every day the next evening and then throughout the day and blah, 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 blah. And the situation and the circumstance starts rising up and then sometimes a little bit of quit gets on you. Don't look at me like y'all are thinking, you should be well past that. You're a licensed minister. No, I'm a human being who just happens to preach and pastor a church. But I deal with stuff in life. We all deal with stuff in life. I can't go without this. I got to have this every single day I want this to get more time than anything else God is a healing God his very presence brings healing and deliverance and restoration and chronicled in every letter and every book in this Bible is, is a story of God's will and his power to heal number five on your paper the Bible is a believer's handbook for health and living. It's your handbook. And I'm going to read a few scriptures and we're going to close. The team's going to lead us into a, a song of worship. Exodus 23, 25 through 26. I'll take sickness from the midst of you and I will fulfill your days. Okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to weigh myself in the scales again because there's no need to be pointing a finger at you when there's three pointing back at me. Are you, here? Are you with me for a minute? I will take sickness away from the midst of you, and I will fulfill your days. Diabetes is a sickness I deal with every day, and based on the reports of diabetes, will take away my days. So which one am I going to consider? Which one am I going to think about? Which one am I going to focus my attention to? What the doctors and all the Mayo reports and everything else has to say about diabetes? Or but what the word of God says. And it just told me, I will take sickness from the midst of you and I will fulfill your days. So I choose not to consider that and to consider this. 
You might say, well, if you're doing that, then you wouldn't have to deal with your diabetes right now. Well, listen, I'm sorry. I still have to deal with that, and I'm going to keep dealing with it, and I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to consider it. as well, It's mine. I've got. I am. I'm a child of God. Amen? I hope I'm speaking to all of you because there's many of you out here you're dealing with all sorts of different things. Some of you are dealing with diabetes. Others are dealing with uh, fibromyalgia. Some of you are dealing with back problems. Some of you are dealing with uh, skin diseases and, and other things. And you're, you've had to deal with it for so long, maybe even your whole life. And you begin to consider that that has more ownership over you than this does. And I'm telling you that that's not true. This has the greatest ownership of you. But most of us are not consuming it and digesting it and letting it bear fruit in our lives. Psalm 103.3, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, The Son of Righteousness has risen with healing in his wings. The Word of God, the Bible, is life to those that find it and health to all their flesh. I mean, Diane could deal with something specific. I don't think she is dealing with it, but at least not that she's told me. But her grandmother, for example, uh, lived a long life but was, in, was blind uh, it, later in life and had to deal with it. And her mom now uh, is, is elderly and is, is blind. And this could easily be something that the devil would say, you need to consider the fact that that's hereditary and you'll probably have to deal with that as well. And I tell you what, we both know, we both say, uh-uh. No, no, no. Come on. Because uh, this woman is a Bible woman right here, let me tell you. I mean, I do good to read the whole Bible every year. She's already... I don't know, she's probably already to Revelation and getting ready to start Genesis again. She's wore out so many Bibles. David, uh, well, Job said, I have esteemed your words more necessary than food. How about none of us go to lunch today, we all just sit around and read the word? Uh huh, y'all are like, yeah, sounds good in theory. David wrote, the word is, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Peter said, the flower may fade and the grass shall wither, but the word of God shall stand forever. Amen. That's what Believer School of Excellence is all about. Teaching people how to live on this and by this. Number six, your last thing, you should have filled it in already probably. God's word is the secret to life. I wish somebody would shout in the house of God. Can you give the Lord a praise and a shout?